The Israeli judicial reform conflict erupts. Netanyahu protects our right to share the gospel. Socialism in our schools? Will the China-brokered Saudi-Iranian agreement last? And where does it leave Israel and the United States? These and so many other topics are prophetic and dominating the headlines, and we'll analyze these events and more on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins. Thank you for joining me on The End Time Show. You know, there's so much going on in Israeli news uh, right now that is prophetic. What's going on with the Israeli-Palestinian situation? When are they going to sign a peace deal? There's so many questions. What's going on with Netanyahu's efforts? Uh, when Netanyahu came in the office, he said, I came back for two reasons. Number one, to stop Iran from ever getting a nuclear weapon, and number two, to enhance the Abraham Accords, get many other Arab nations in, and finally solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Well, what's going on with all of that? Well, let's talk about it, because there's a lot of upheaval going on in Israel, and there are some people that are saying, Israel's going to destroy itself. It's going to be, it's going to be ripped, apart, ripped apart at the seams. Well, that's actually not the case. Israel is going to remain intact all the way throughout the end time. And that's why it's good to have a clear understanding of Bible prophecy. Because it helps us to know. I mean, because if, if you didn't understand Bible prophecy at all, then I would think, man, Israel's coming apart at the seams here. But they're simply not. So I want to, under, I want to explain to you some of these different things going on, the socialistic um, push here in America to, to uh, get our next generation and turn them into socialists without them even knowing about it. And then we'll get off into some of the uh, China-brokered Iran-Saudi um, Arabia deal. What's all that about? But first, let's get off into this judicial overhaul, right? The Times of Israel reported that Netanyahu it was in a, a weekend interview um, and that the overhaul is necessary as the Supreme Court has too much power. So why are so many, you see, in the, you, you see the Israeli news and there are tens of thousands of people that are just clashing in the streets. They're showing up at the Knesset. What are they doing? What are they protesting? Who's behind it? Well, in an interview recorded Saturday, and those of you that are connected with me on Facebook and End Time 1000 and different things, I posted an article that shows an interview with President, uh, or I'm sorry, um, Prime Minister Netanyahu. And he explained what's really going on with all this upheaval. And it's really crazy. What Netanyahu is facing and his conservative, in many ways, conservative religious right-wing government is what we're facing here in the United States. Israel has a left. They have a deep state that they're fighting as well. And so that's really what this boils down to. So, in an interview that was recorded Saturday, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu insisted that his government's planned judicial overhaul or reform 
was necessary because the Supreme Court is too powerful. Now, consider, um, they consider, he considers Israel a democracy. And he actually states in the interview, we moved, I, he said, I helped to move Israel off of a socialistic platform onto a, um, a, a, a free capitalist entity, free enterprise. So imagine what's going on here in the United States and Israel. Very similar. We have a, um, our government is made up of a judicial, executive, and legislative branches. Three branches that are supposed to be checks and balances against each other. One should not have all the power. And imagine if our Supreme Court, if the left got a hold of that, and the Supreme Court, let's say they were all leftists, they were all pro-abortion, they were all pro-LGBTQ, they were pro-socialism. Our Supreme Court, now imagine, here in the United States, I'll get to Israel in a moment, but I want you to understand really what's going on in Israel. Imagine if our Supreme Court, everybody was totally left. And in, in America, the, the president and the uh, group of elected officials are supposed to vote and affirm them. And you know, you know the, the process that we go through to get a Supreme Court justice. Well, we want to uh, imagine if the Supreme Court justices were totally leftist and they were able to appoint the judges that um, were to, to follow them. So they would have a grip on the Supreme Court just from here on, right? There's no way. There would be no checks and balances there. That's not how it's supposed to work. And so that is what's going on in Israel right now. Netanyahu said, hey, it's necessary because our Supreme Court has too much power. And he claims that the, this controversial attempts to neuter the court would result in a stronger democracy for Israel. And that's what's going on here. Believe it or not, that's what all of these um, conflicts are all about. All of these uprisings is because the left has indoctrinated so many of these people. And, and I read the, I talked to you the other day that even Joe Biden and, and some of his cronies have been supporting some of this, um, paying for buses and different things to, to, to uh, bus these people that are protesting to these big rallies. And I'm talking tens and tens of thousands of people. Well, the, big, the uprising now this morning was when the, the right, the people who are supporting Netanyahu, they said, we're not going to take it anymore. And they come, they're coming up against all these people that have been brainwashed. And that's what the big tension is today. But let me get into some of the details of this. So Netanyahu said in the interview that there's a lot of tension right now and that I, I wish it wasn't so. But he said, I'm quite confident that we'll get over the difficulty because you have to reform things that get ossified. Ossified would be um, to become hardened or, or conventional and opposed to change. In other words, this court, opposed to change here. No, we're the, the Supreme Court runs everything and, and many people want it to stay that way. Or at least the Supreme Court does, right? The left wants it to stay. So it's became ossified. Well... Netanyahu said, well, what we have in Israel is the ossification of the imbalance between the three branches of government. And this has happened in the last 20 years, and it's been building up, building up, building up, and we want to correct that. 
Well, do you not agree that he should? Look at our government. Imagine if our Supreme Court had all the power to overrule any other uh, branch of government. And they were all left. And they could appoint their successors. Well, that'd be a mess. We would need somebody to come in and take the power away from them and to spread that out between the three branches and give them all, make it back, back to checks and balances, right? That's how it's supposed to work. Well, that's, not, that's what Prime Minister Netanyahu is trying to do. And the left is fighting for control of that. They don't want to let that control go. And so that's why they paid to have all these big uprisings in Israel. And that's what the conflict's all about. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. You know, everyone, I want to quickly mention our End Time Plus platform that we are, um, because we've been censored so much, we had to put um, a lot of our things on this End Time Plus platform, a lot of new shows, a lot of different things coming up. It's something you can subscribe to. Go to endtime.com and you can see it there, watch.endtime.com. And so, uh, we want you all to subscribe to that. It's a way for us to get around because we're being censored and censored and censored more and more all the time. And we have already received, you know, one strike from, uh, I think it was YouTube that said, hey, one more strike, no more, two more strikes, no more. We're going to cut your whole platform here. And uh, at least our YouTube channel. So what we did, we started putting a lot of information on there and tons of it, and there's more coming, believe me. We got, there's a plan for a lot of new stuff coming out on the End Time Plus. And, I, man, it's only like 13 or 14 bucks a month. And you've got access to everything that we have. 
all of our DVDs, everything. And you can use these to teach Bible studies and just and to study from. But one of the cool things is that, and uh, Vince and the guys come up with this, and I thought it was brilliant, was that we're, we've launched, over the, la over the last couple weeks and this next weekend, we're going to be launching three new DVDs. Vince and Doug talked about the Warn the Jews. And it's something that we want to do to help the Jews because we know another Jewish Holocaust is coming. I didn't know they were going to do one on that. And I wrote, I'm writing a big article. I should finish it tomorrow for the next magazine. And it's about the precursors to the Great Tribulation, the rise of anti-Semitism in the world, everything the United Nations is doing. It's unbelievable. And so I wrote this article, and then they talked about warning the Jews. I mean, it's all fitting together perfectly. So that, that video rolled out on March the 17th. Doug's uh, video on the two witnesses rolled out on March the 24th on our End Time Plus platform. And then I have a video that will roll out March the 31st on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom. I taught a lesson on that all last year at my prophecy conferences, but then when you put it on paper and you have to fill in all the gaps, I've got so much more information on this new DVD that's coming out. It's so cool, and I, I hope you all really enjoy it. That's going to be coming out on the End, End Time Plus platform here on March 31st. And then we've got more coming up. We're going to be shooting DVDs like, I mean, because of this new set and everything, it's going to allow us to put out more DVDs, more lessons, a lot quicker, and we'll be adding a lot of new material on End Time Plus. So uh, it's very important because I've got an article that I was getting ready to go through today, and it was talking about the pandemic and things like that, and I thought, man, I don't know if I should do that because that's one of the things that got us a strike on, uh, it was either Facebook or YouTube. And I thought, man, I shouldn't, I don't know, should I, should I even talk about that even though it's absolute truth? There are people that don't want you to know what we're talking about, folks. And because they don't, they don't want you to be educated on some of these things. And so, um, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it anyway. I'm sorry, but that's just part of it. Uh, and that's, why, that's part of the reason for this End Time Plus platform. So here we go. Anyway, let me finish up with Netanyahu first and what's going on in Israel, and then we'll get off into some of that. The... In Israel, Netanyahu said that democracy is a... A lot of people don't understand democracy and, or the difference in that and the republic and what all's going on, but he, he's saying, hey, Israel's a democracy. And Netanyahu said democracy is a majority rule with a protection of individual rights. And to get these two things, what you have is checks and balances between three branches of government. Again, legislative, executive, and judicial. And so, and he, he said everybody understands that. He also said in Israel over the last 20 years, that balance has been taken off the rails because the judici judiciary became not non-independent. It's always been independent and always be independent, but he said it's, it has now over the last 20 years has become all-powerful. So it can nullify any decision of the parliament, the Knesset. It can, uh, it can be a, a legal law that they say is not reasonable, and the Supreme Court has the power. Currently, the Supreme Court can nullify any decision of the government. Think about that. Imagine our Supreme Court being able to nullify any other decision by any other of the executive or legislative. The Israeli Supreme Court can nullify an appointment of the government. It can intervene in military matters. It can intervene in their uh, battle against terrorists. They hold a lot of power, don't they? It can intervene in 
taking gas out of the sea. Uh, Israel was trying to sign a big deal years ago to get um, natural gas out of the Mediterranean Sea and the, over, the Supreme Court ruled against it. And they, they had to stop. So Netanyahu is saying, we've got to be done with this. And it cost them billions of dollars. And so all these things, according to Netanyahu, they're unacceptable. I totally agree. He said there's no checks and balances. He said you're supposed to have three balanced branches of government. And in Israel, what they have is a big trunk of a judiciary. And then he said there's two little twigs that come off of them like a legislative and executive. And that's what a lot of this, up, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of people involved in these uprisings in the streets and these protests. This is what it's all about. The left has control and they don't want to lose that. They've got control of the Supreme Court. One of the other, uh, Netanyahu goes on to say, one of the other very important things in Israel, the judges can veto the appointment of judges. So they effectively select their successor. And that, that doesn't exist in any democracy. And that the reform that Netanyahu says they're dealing with right now will correct that. Well, if you're out on the outside looking in, you'd say, well, that's a no-brainer. But not if you're in the left, not if you're in the deep state, and not if you've been brainwashed into believing that. Netanyahu said many of the people out in the streets don't even know what they're protesting. But yet, they're part of the mob. They're, they're part of the, you know, that maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're getting paid for it. Or maybe, uh, I know that I've, heard, I've read articles where Joe Biden was aiding and bussing the people in. I mean, who's paid for all them buses? What do these people do for a job when they're out protesting in the streets? Netanyahu said, I absolutely will always defend the independence of the judiciary and the way that's achieved in all democracies in which judges are anointed by or appointed by elected officials. Netanyahu said in the interview, and so uh, most of this boils down to um, the judges being chosen by elected officials. That's what this whole turmoil mainly is all about. Who will appoint the judges? Will the judge, Supreme Court judges be able to hold on to their leftist ideologies in the court and choose their own successors? Or will a group of elected officials be able to appoint judges? Now, that's how much the left wants to hold on to its power. Netanyahu said that this is what the bill is all about. That's the problem, is that Israel has this left. Israel has a deep state that does not want to lose control. So the mob has been brainwashed to believe that Netanyahu is trying to rule with an iron fist. That's simply not the case. The big clash today comes from people on the right clashing on with those brainwashed individuals on the left. The, some on the right that supported the reform, they stood up and said, no, we're done with this. We're going to come against those people, and that's been a big mess. And that's why the news is saying, Israel's getting ripped apart by her very fiber... Uh, the fiber of her being. No, she's not. Israel's going to retain control of the state of Israel proper and Jerusalem all the way to the end. Israel, like I said, has a deep state just like America. They're dealing with many things. We are. Uh, consider this. Our, the leftist agenda here in America, they have the LGBTQ agenda. Israel is dealing with the same thing. The Washington Blade which is a, an LGBTQ voice here in America. It's a news source, the Washington Blade. They said this. The, the title of their article was, 
silence and complacency are not an option for Israel's LGBTQ community. This article was just from a few days ago. They say this, why is the LGBTQ and intersex community afraid of what's going on in Israel right now? Well, listen at this. And you, this, is where you, this is where I want you to understand the left and the deep state and their ideology playing out in this judicial reform. The absolute majority of the rights of the LGBTQ and intersex community in Israel today came from the Supreme Court rulings. Okay? From treatments for HIV carriers to surrogacy and um, parentage registration, all achievements were achieved as a result of battles waged in court against the decisions of the government and the Knesset. Now, now imagine, if there's no checks and balances, one ideology controls the Supreme Court in a country, and nobody can say anything about it. Well, if their ideology, if they have a leftist ideology, they can push their whatever they want, and over, uh, you know, um, they can look at the legislative or the executive and overrule decisions, all kinds of things. So now you understand the dynamics, dynamics of what's going on. This article goes on to say the regime change that includes the weakening of the Supreme Court's power, they say the weakening, it's not the weakening. That's why I wanted to go through what Netanyahu's trying to do first. He's trying to put it into where there are true checks and balances. That's the way the government's supposed to work. But with, if you've got a leftist ideology, then you're preaching the weakening of the Supreme Court's power allows the Knesset to overrule any Supreme Court ruling. It does not. But there's checks and balances on each other, so not one power has all power. You understand power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. Okay? So they say that it would allow the Knesset to overrule the Supreme Court ruling with uh, a simple majority and allows the cancellation of any Supreme Court decision with relative ease. Now, this is what's being told to the people out in the street. You understand there's a huge LGBTQ population in Israel. So, if you think, well, hey, we're not going to have any rights. All our rights are going to be taken away. We're not going to be LGBTQ anymore. Then we need to protest, protest, protest. Even though what would happen in the Supreme Court would be to their betterment because there would be checks and balances in the government. But they're just worried about their own personal rights and what they've been told. So, although the laws, they say, the article says, against the LGBTQ and intersex community are not currently on the agenda, the potential for change is clear, uh, is clear um, such possibility. So, if the legal revolution, they say, passes, the government would be able to enact laws that directly harm LGBTQ and intersex people. That's all propaganda, folks. And without an independent court, there will be no one to protect them or the rights that um, they already have. And so that's the propaganda that's being put out there because in uh, Netanyahu's interview over the weekend, he said, I absolutely am pushing for an independent court. But there has to be checks and balances on different things. They can't just run off uh, and do whatever they want. So some are saying, obviously, that this is going to rip Israel apart, but it will not. According to Bible prophecy, Israel proper will, will remain intact and in control of Jerusalem throughout the end time. 
a lot of these people are fighting this because Netanyahu has the most right religious government that Israel's ever had since 1948. So imagine if you're in the left and you're pro-LGBTQ, pro-abortion. Ben, you're going to say, well, he's just, we, uh-uh, we can't have this. We're going to go protest against what he's trying to do. All he's trying to do is to make it so the judicial, the Supreme Court, is not all-powerful. Is that, that power is spread out between the three branches. And there's a true checks and balances. So, according to the Bible, it, it, there's going to be an establishment of a Palestinian state in Judea, the West Bank, in the near future. That's scriptural. So, what's going on now, it seems bad, but it's not going to rip Israel apart by the seams. Number two, Jewish settlers are presently living in, their, in Judea will remain in their homes living as a Jewish minority in the new Palestinian state. That's going to happen, folks. Regardless of what's going on right now and all of these tensions and everything, that's still going to happen. The Temple Mount would be placed under an internationally supervised sharing arrangement, allowing both Jews and Muslims to worship there. That's going to happen. That's prophesied in the Bible. Uh, Revelation 11, 1 and 2. Israel's going to build her third temple. That's Revelation 11, uh, 1 and 2, and 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 4. And Israel will retain control of Jerusalem all the way until the end. Zechariah 14, 2. So, you can look at some of these different things and say, well, in the news they're saying Israel's going to be ripped, a, ripped apart. Uh, just they're, 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 they're not even going to exist anymore. No, that's simply not the case. Regardless of what Iran does, regardless of what Saudi Arabia, China, all these different things that are going on, Israel will remain intact all the way to the end. There will be a great time of tribulation out in the West Bank region and to Jews around the world. But Israel proper is going to remain intact all the way to the end. How in the world do you know that, Dave? Well, you got to understand the prophecies about the United States and Israel. Revelation chapter 12. When you go to Daniel chapter 7, there's a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, a ten-horned beast. The eagle's wings are the United States of America. They're not mentioned in Revelation 13 on that world governing beast. In Revelation 12, that's the only other place the eagle's wings are mentioned in the prophecies of the end time. I understand about the eagle's wings taking Israel out of Egypt on the wings of eagles. I understand all those prophecies. But when we're talking about the prophecies of the end time, once the eagle's mentioned, that's the United States. Revelation 12, 13 says that when there's a... There, Revelation 12 says there's going to be a war in heaven. Michael and his archangels overcome Satan and his angels, bind them to the earth. The Bible says, Rejoice, you that are in heaven, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because Satan comes down unto you having great wrath. And so that's going to be the tribulation. It's going to be the wrath. The great tribulation is the wrath of Satan. It's not the wrath of God. So you can see a lot of these things are playing together. And I'll, I'll get into a little bit more detail when we get on the back side of this break. And then we'll get off into socialism and all kinds of fun stuff, right? <laughs> so uh, we'll look forward to it when we come back. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. 
These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Now, I, I do want to mention the Israel tour. Very, very important. We're going to be leaving for Israel on, um, the tour is from May 17th through the 28th. And April 4, which is next week, is the last day. And we've only got a few spots left. My wife just told me this morning. And I think we've got less than 10 spots left. And so April 4th is the deadline. She's got to turn in the names, turn in the ticket, and buy the tickets. And so if you want to go with us, uh, make sure. Uh, we'll be standing up on the Mount of Olives looking at this picture right behind me down to the, to the uh, Temple Mount and up in Jerusalem where our college is, a lot of different things. So make sure if you're going to join us, you've got to get your name in quick because my wife's going to have to ticket on April the 4th. Call in 1-800-END-TIME. Talk to Brittany Motes or Jana Robbins to reserve your spot. Now, again, the great tribulation, that's the wrath of Satan. The Bible says when Satan's bound to the earth, he loses the battle in heaven. The Bible says, hey, rejoice you that are in heaven, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Satan comes down unto you having great wrath. And in Revelation 12, 13, it says the dragon will persecute a woman with 12 stars around her head. The woman's Israel. And the 12 stars symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. The, the woman with 12 stars around her head is not the mother Mary in Revelation 12, chapter 12, okay? That's the nation of Israel. According to Revelation 13, the dragon, Satan, will use the Antichrist and his world-governing system to do the persecuting. You know, the Bible says the Antichrist made war against the saints. And it, so the Antichrist is going to lead the world-governing armies down to Israel to battle. There's going to be a lot of things that happen. And... That's going to be Satan working through his imps in the end time. Well, John tells us in Revelation 12, in the very next verse, this will be 14, that Israel is going to be protected during the Great Tribulation, which is going to occur during that final three and a half years, immediately preceding the second coming. In Revelation 12, 14, the Bible says, And to the woman, Israel, were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for time, times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. Again, Revelation 12, 14. So a clear understanding of Revelation 12 and 13 
has allowed us to be absolutely sure of two things. The United States will stand with Israel and protect Israel from the world government. The, <clears throat> the dragon, the seven-headed, ten-horned beast, that's all the world government, the Antichrist, and Satan. Satan's effort to rule the world. And the United States will stand with Israel and protect Israel against that world government in the end time. We're absolutely sure of that. Number two, the United States will not be part of the world government and therefore will not come under the reign of the Antichrist. So when you hear these articles and different things in the news, because I know it's, go to the an Israeli news source. Jerusalem Post, uh, Israel National News, Arut Sheva, uh, Israel Hayam, Jewish News Syndicate, Times of Israel, go all anything. They're all full. The headlines are just busting with these um, protests and all these different things that are going on in Israel right now. But Israel is not going to be torn apart by the seams and have no nation left and people are going to invade them and conquer them. And No, no, it's not going to happen. China, Iran are not going to invade Israel right now and defeat them totally to where they never will survive again. That's not going to happen because Israel will remain intact all the way to the end. And so it's very important that we understand that. Well, I'm glad for that, right? Aren't you? Because End Time Ministries is going to have a huge presence in Israel before this is all over with. And that's where, that is a good segue into my next topic. Netanyahu protecting the sharing of the gospel in Israel. You say, no, that's not what he did. Really? There was newly proposed legislation that outlawed the sharing of the gospel in Israel. Now, this came from all Israel, the uh, text of this. And it was very important because, let me see here. There was a prohibition of solicitation for religious conversions. And it was this. Someone, and this was um, put out by a couple members of the Knesset in Israel, very religious members of the Knesset in Israel's coalition. And it was the prohibition of solicitation for religious conversions. So it said this. Someone who solicits a person. Now you understand what United, the end time ministry is going to try to do in the end time. When the final seven years hits, the peace agreement is signed, we know that's the one, then we're going to send a magazine to every home in Israel warning them what's coming. Three years into that, we're going to do a door-knocking campaign in the West Bank region, which is where Jesus told them they're going to have to flee from. When you see the abomination of desolation occur, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Whoso readeth, let him understand, let them which be in Judea flee. For then's going to be great tribulation such as never was before or ever going to be again. That's Matthew chapter 24, uh, 15 down through 21. So, we're going to facilitate a, a door knocking campaign three years into that final seven years before the Great Tribulation hits, warning them, you guys are going to have to leave. And we've got the college there now. There's a lot of efforts that we have to convert Jewish people. A lot of people today, a lot of Christians say that, well, we're not trying to convert the Jews. But I'm trying to convert everybody on the planet. Jew, Gentile, whoever. And, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world. And so if people are going to be saved, they're going to have to know the gospel. So this uh, document, this, the, the um, 
proposal here was that, A, someone who solicits a person, another thing, let me tell you about this real quick. The, we have a way that for $1,000, we can send a video, a, a, an impression, a message to every person in Israel for 1000 bucks. I didn't think that was even possible. I talked to Vince. He said, yeah, it is. Absolutely. We got a way to do that. We have some people that we're working with that told us they can do that. And so we've had people that have given us money because what we want to do is set the stage for what's coming. Now, if you don't believe all this stuff, there's no point. In, I mean, what's the point in all of it? But I can prove all this stuff scripturally. My father-in-law has been teaching this, Irvin Baxter, for decades. And you can see all the pieces being put in place. So we want to warn these people. We want to be in their face constantly saying, hey, here's what's coming, here's who we are, and we want to help you. And so a lot of people have already been sending in donations for that. Hey, we need to, we need to warn these people. I mean, what else are you going to do with your money? Oh, i got to have a big new boat. i got a you know, big giant new house. I'm just you know, setting myself up for something. I understand that. And, but, uh, you know, in the end time, I mean, it's kind of going to be, uh, you know, all act, all, everybody, all hands on deck. And so we're going to need some funds to do this stuff. And if you believe the Bible, you know it's coming. And we've got to warn these people. I mean, imagine in the eyes of God, you think God won't bless you? God told Abraham, I'll bless them that bless you and I'll curse them that curse you. Okay? We love the Jewish people. We love Israel. I'm, I'm trying to reach everybody on the planet. But God has called us specifically to reach everybody, but specifically Israel. It takes a very unique uh, approach. You can't just go over, show up in Israel and say, you know, hey, everybody, uh, guess what? You're all going to hell. No, 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 no. That's not how we do stuff. Um, I'm teaching in a class every Thursday morning to a room full of Jews. There's a lot of things that are happening where we're trying to help these people know Jesus Christ and, and know the gospel. Okay? And so we have many efforts to do that. And so a lot of people support us in those efforts. End Times is listener-supported ministry. So with these efforts to all of these videos, and the, you know, it, when you see stuff constantly showing up in your Facebook feed and all these different things, you, you've got to wonder, well, who is this? And I remember years ago I was just sitting with a, a business leader, a guy who owned a big business, an olive uh, growing facility and a big, big farm out in the West Bank. And he's become a friend of ours. We take our tour groups. You, know, you heard of the Boycott, Divest, and Sanction. Well, they take people out there, uh, or they, they try to um, keep people from buying things from the Jews, the settlers out in the West Bank. I'm the opposite of that. We take our tour groups out there and support them because they're doing God's will. Anyway, he was what we talked to him one time, my father-in-law and I did, and he was had been watching. We told him there's going to be another Jewish Holocaust coming. You guys are going to have to leave. He said, you're not going to believe this. He pulled out his phone and he said, I've been watching a guy from the United States. Now, it wasn't us. A guy talking about another Jewish Holocaust coming. The guy had a totally different set of uh, why he was do talking about that, a uh, different goal. But we told him, we've been teaching that for years. He said, I, I believe it. He said, I can feel the pressure from the international community, the boycott, divest, and sanction, all the anti-Semitism. I feel the pressure out here in the West Bank. Well, those are the people we're going to be trying to reach. 
And it's going to be awesome. And God's going to bless the efforts. He's helped us all these years to try to set up for this time that's coming. And so um, I know a lot of you have supported that and you continue to support us and I'm very, very thankful for that. And if, you, if God lays it on your heart, you want to help support these efforts, you want to help support the Jews, warn the Jews, that's what we're doing. Then help us in those efforts. It would be uh, greatly appreciated. Now, man, where was I? Okay, the, uh, the sharing of the gospel. So this document said, these, this proposal by these guys in Netanyahu's government, they said, hey, that someone who solicits a person directly, digitally, by mail, or online in order to convert his, their, to their religion, in my case, Christianity, the, true, uh, tr the truth, the punishment would be one year imprisonment if a person is a minor. Now, in other words, trying to share the gospel with them or convert them, proselytizing them, these guys wanted that person to spend a year in jail if the, if the person you were trying to convert was a minor. And the punishment was, um, or no, no, I'm sorry, one year if they were, were not a minor. If they were a minor, it was two years in jail. Okay? So the, guy, the, the missionary that I work with in Israel, he texted me and he said, uh, hey, have you heard this? I said, man, God will make a way. I said, I, I, I said you know, God helped us set up the college and we've got all this tons of people that come in there and that we had our... We had a, uh, the, uh, a general conference in there. I mean, things happening in the college all the time. And God didn't help us set all that stuff up just to throw the thing in the trash right here before the very end. I said, God will make a way. God will help us. Well, then I read an article in the Jerusalem Post where Netanyahu assures that no law against Christians after missionary bill, this missionary bill outrage. So it, it, the article said, after a bill punishing Christian missionaries with prison time for any type of proselytization, proselytization caused furor among pro-Israeli evangelicals on Sunday. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu publicly assured that the state of Israel would not pass legislation targeting Christians. He, he texted, or I'm sorry, he, um, what would that be, tweeted on Twitter. Okay, got to get all these right, Dave. We will not advance, he says, any law against the Christian community. He tweeted that in both English and Hebrew. So, imagine this when it goes back to the Israeli court. Imagine if the leftist Supreme Court was in charge of this. Would they have got this legislation passed? I don't know. But the thing is, is that we want to be able to share the gospel with everybody around the world. I mean, I've got people all over the world that are contacting me all the time. And, but especially in our efforts in Israel and different things, if you want to support us in this stuff, uh, it takes money to do it all. We're not all getting rich off all this stuff. We're reaching the world with the gospel of the kingdom of God. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, everybody, so got one last topic I want to go over with you, and then we'll wrap it up today. American Thinker published an article, Socialism in Our Schools. Now, again, I've got a DVD coming out here before very long. I think it's on the 31st. It'll be shown on an exclusive view on End Time Plus, the platform. But I taught a lesson last year about the socialistic encroachment across the world, this, this over, overthrow of socialism, or I should say the socialistic overthrow of the governments of our world. The Antichrist socialistic kingdom. Most of the world is already socialistic leaning. And, but I also had a guy on my program here a while back called, uh, his name was Jonathan uh, Copeland. And he was talking to me about the indoctrination of our kids in schools. He is a high school history teacher here in America. And he told me, he said, Dave, for the last 40, 50 years, teachers have been indoctrinated or have been taught how to indoctrinate kids on some of this stuff. And he's a Christian individual, so he, he's had to walk a fine line. How do I teach um, evolution but yet teach creation as well? So, he, you know, he, he walks a fine line there. He, he tells about the, um, that there are some that say the theory of evolution. Then he says, but... Here's the truth. <laughs> and that's how he's had to do it. Well, when we think about socialism in our schools, this American Thinker article was really a good article. It says socialism is defined in various ways. And this is why it's most important that you make sure you know what your kids are being taught in school. Because they're trying to indoctrinate those kids so that eventually we'll, socialism will overtake America and we, we won't even know how it happened. So, the article says, and I just pulled a few excerpts from it. Socialism is defined in various ways, such as the ownership of the means of production or the control of industry. You've read that in a dictionary somewhere, right? But one thing they all seem to have in common <clears throat> is that under socialism, the government does many things that individuals would usually do for themselves. And that would be done by or that would be done by private industry. In other words, rather than people taking care of themselves, the government would take care of you. Okay? The problem is the government gains more and more power the more you allow the government to take care of you. Do you feel socialism kind of moving through America right now? Everybody wants to look to the government to pay off my student loans, give me universal health care, give me a stimulus check, Gimme, 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 gimme. The problem is there's a million strings attached. The government, folks, has nothing to give but what they take from you. Okay? But the, all they want is control. Over the past several decades, we've gotten so used to the government 
in our lives that we, we don't even consider that there might be other ways to deal with issues. Like uh, your kid's getting a, a problem, you know, or, or somebody gets in a, in a financial bind, people joining together to help them out rather than going to the government. Because when you talk about big government, that's not good. So socialism in many ways means big government and as time goes on, the governments, both local and national, have become larger, larger, larger to the point where, hey, wear this mask or else. Okay? Thus, more taxes, more everything means bigger government, more government. They can do whatever they want. Do you really own your property? I mean, don't pay your taxes. What happens? Right? So what's happening in the classroom what is happening in the classroom that has anything to do with socialism? Well, no teacher is going to stand up in front of the class and say, hey, children, today we're going to learn about the benefits of socialism so we can indoctrinate you and in the next generation we're all going to have socialism in America. It's not, that's not going to happen. They know that the, there are some people out there that have read the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and they, they might find some serious objections with that. So, they're, you know, they're, they're going to be uh, some parents showing up at some school boards and saying, what in the world are you guys doing? We're not a socialist country. We're the land of the free, the home of the brave. We're capitalistic. It's the American dream. If I want to become a millionaire and I want to work hard enough and educate myself, I can do that. And so there, there's nothing stopping the teacher, though, from extolling one government program or another, pushing things in to little Johnny and little Susie's mind that when they get out of high school and they say, oh, the United Nations is this wonderful thing and we need government subsidies and universal basic income and all these things are great and you're like, where in the world did you come from? I wasn't raised like that. But your kids come out of these government indoctrination systems and that's how they end up. Well, the Antichrist will have a socialistic, communistic, one world governing body. We don't want that here in America in no way, shape, or form. You know, welfare, that's just one government program that involves more and more government at all levels. Imagine, if you get so dependent upon the government and then the government says, well, you bow down to our edicts or else cut off your welfare check. Man, people would be stuck, right? They become so dependent upon the government. Now, I understand there are people that need that. I'm, I'm not necessarily against things. I, some people need a helping hand. I'm just telling you what's happening. We are used to that and, and, and in fact expect the government to do more in many ways. I, think about yourself and, and some people that you know and things going on in the world and in America. Never mind that in the past individuals, churches, charitable organizations took care of the needy. Now it's just assumed that the government has to do it, right? So if a, a teacher happens to suggest that welfare is good, then the teacher is in some ways teaching socialism because get, getting the child to, hey, you know, just we're going to be dependent upon the government for certain things. Okay, do you understand? There's tons of people not working right now because the government subsidized them so much. Okay? Climate change has been much in the news in the past several years. Well, the narrative is that carbon dioxide is increasing and somehow that this increase will cause the temperatures to increase until it reaches a point where it burns up the earth, right? 
even though carbon dioxide is plant food. Do you remember being taught that in school? So no one seems to remember that just a few years ago we were concerned about global cooling and that there was going to be another ice age. I'm talking about just a few decades ago. There was going to be an, the scientists who are preaching global warming and climate change now we're talking about a global, we're talking about a, an ice age, folks. But yet that didn't happen, and now global warming didn't happen, now it's climate change. Where every, every time the wind blows, yeah, it's climate change. So the teacher in our schools teaches that students that we all have to do our part to control the use of fossil fuels, to reduce the carbon dioxide in the air, and thus control global warming, which is going to burn up the planet, right? And no one considers that he may be teaching socialism or even Marxism because these kids are starting to believe these the propaganda of human-induced global warming which leads to climate change and all of that is devoted to leading to uh, redistribution of wealth. That's what the Paris Climate Agreement is all about. So if you get them to believe in all these climate catastrophes, there's a goal behind all of that. You understand? They're not doing that just because they want something else to talk about. There's a, there's a push. There's an agenda behind it all. If they can get your kids indoctrinated to believe in all that mess, then when a, we get an administration in that says, hey, uh, we need to, everybody have an electric car, and we need, there's human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, and we need to reduce our carbon footprint, kids will all think, oh, the earth's going to burn up and we need to, you know, so we need to, we, it's a good thing to stop coal-fired power plants and move off of the oil and gas industry, even though that would destroy America. But it's all about wealth redistribution in the end. But little Johnny and Susie is just being taught that uh, there's a lot of bad people in America that are driving these big SUVs and they're going to destroy America and the whole world's going to burn up, even though none of it's true. But, why am I talking to you about this today? The Bible says the Antichrist kingdom in the end time will be socialistic, communistic. It's a red, seven-headed, ten-horned beast, Revelation 13, uh, 17, 3. So we don't want socialism or communism anywhere near America. Because I understand the prophecies of the Bible. Just a few short years ago, in, in third grade, remember, we were taught that all plants use carbon dioxide to grow. It's plant food. The plants then produce, they put off oxygen, which all animals need to survive. And that the more carbon dioxide in the air, the better for everyone because plants use that for food and then they put off oxygen. But the teacher in classes teach that the climate change hysteria and that no one considers that he may be teaching, he or she may be teaching socialistic principles in the end. Whether the, whether the teacher may even know it or not. The CDC and the National Institutes of Health insist that we have to do certain things to stop the spread of a virus. Remember, remember that we had to, um, that we have had similar viruses each winter, but teachers teach the importance of being locked down, wearing masks hand sanitation, social separations, and other programs uh, or, that are suggested or, should I say, required, right? 
by the government and the urgency of these matters and that children are indoctrinated in these bigger government socialistic ideologies. Okay? Now, I, I, I mean, kids are being taught this mess in school. History teachers have the responsibility to teach all history, both modern and ancient. In the process, they often teach about the New Deal, which is a, a classic example of the progress of socialism among us in America. And when the teachers suggest that the New Deal, um, what the New Deal did was a great benefit to us as a nation, the teacher is in essence in one form or another teaching socialistic ideologies. So actually, the basis of the public school system is socialism in action. Private schools and homeschooling account for only a small portion of all the students. So when a public school teacher tells her students or his students that the public school system is great, the teacher in one way or another is leaning towards the socialistic ideology, right? And, you know, in the past there have been calls for equality, liberty, solidarity, and of the collective. And these themes have been common in our schools. These themes were frequently championed over the individual. And so it's very important that, we, that I wanted you to understand today. Now, I, I may take it a little bit to the extreme, but not on every case, that the Antichrist socialistic kingdom will be a red kingdom, a, a socialistic, communistic. The Bible tells us that in great detail. And so we don't want those ideologies here in America. We want freedom. I want freedom to worship however I want. I want freedom to live my life. I want freedom to spend cash. I want freedom, freedom to do whatever I want. I want to be free. We're Americans. We signed a declaration of independence. I want to worship the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so, but socialism, communism are control, control, control. Make sure you know what your kids are being taught in school. Very, very critical to the next generation.